Welcome to Uncommon Goods. The pandemic of 2020 exposed America's reliance on Chinese-made goods. Not only were we short on critical life-saving equipment, much of it from China ended up being defective. We were caught with our face masks down. They played us. Why is America handing off production of critical goods to China and what can we do about it? Here on Uncommon Goods, we expose the nefarious misdeeds of the Chinese government. Prison labor, suppression of human rights, theft of intellectual property, imperialist actions towards other nations, the list goes on. Let's hit them where it hurts. Stop buying goods made in China. And it's not all doom and gloom over here. This show celebrates the makers of uncommon goods, the stuff made right here in America, maybe even in your own backyard. Meet the people behind small American businesses, learn the secrets of their success, and how buying American goods supports innovation, local communities, jobs, and economic opportunity. And I'll even crack a few jokes while we're at it. Let's make it in America. I'm your host, Lars. This is Uncommon Goods. Welcome to Uncommon Goods, episode 25. Drugstore China, or We Lost the Farm to China, a.k.a. Pharmaceutical. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. It's been a wonderful day in San Francisco. Um, in fact, I went on a long walk, and a homeless person thought I looked like Chuck Norris, so I thought that was pretty awesome. But in other news, I was absolutely stunned to recently find out that China is estimated to make 90 to 95% of the world's prescription drug supply, that is pharmaceuticals, they are indeed the world's pharmacy, as described in an article I read on amgreatness.com, uh, you know, American Greatness. The article was titled, End China's Chokehold on Pharmaceuticals by Shivan Chabria. It was written in March 23rd, 2020. That's right, about a year ago. So I had no idea about this, and it really shook me up. Apparently, this is all from China's 13th five-year plan and they have a made in china 2025 plan or platform and apparently it seems like they're hitting all their targets okay of course there's an advantage to being a totalitarian marxist leninist regime you can put together a five-year plan and anyone who opposes it will get killed you know there's something to set about be said about that i mean we can't even do a five-year plan in america because every four years of course there's an election right and there's opposing political parties. There's checks and balances. Well, hey, at least I can say something against our government here and not be murdered. So that's a plus. So, yes, I do appreciate those checks and balances. There, there's no extremism, hopefully, in America. But speaking of getting murdered, China has absolutely killed any and all competition worldwide in the manufacturing of prescription drugs and medicines and pharmaceuticals. And I'll get into that a little bit later. And I feel a little bit removed from the world of prescription drugs as, you know, I aim to live the healthiest life possible and I never want to be on any prescription drug ever. However, you know, that's wishful thinking. What if I, you, you know, be getting in an accident or need some emergency penicillin or other, you know, antibiotics or blood thinners? You know, what about the next virus that's actually deadly? Well, guess what? Here's some disturbing facts. The three most important antibiotics used to treat anthrax, ciprofloxacin, I'm probably spelling, pronouncing that wrong, doxocycline, and penicillin, good old penicillin, they're no longer made in the United States or they're made in such small quantities that the supply chain is effectively controlled by China. 
the United States no longer makes penicillin. Yes, you read that right, or you heard that right. The last penicillin fermentation plant in the U.S. closed in 2004. I think we invented penicillin. Isn't that right? So how is this possible? Well, you know, the Chinese companies cartelized, sold product on the global market below market price. And I don't know if you know what cartelized means. That's like forming a collusion between multiple companies saying we're going to charge this price and therefore we can, you know, achieve market dominance. And so, uh, yeah, China sold product on the global market below the market price. And that's product dumping. And that's what drove U.S., European, and Indian producers out of business. Well, guess what happened once the you know, competition was eliminated? That's right. The price of those three antibiotics went up. Now, what is product dumping? Some people might not know what that is or they just don't really understand. Uh, from the website called thoughtco.com, dumping is an informal name for the practice of selling a product in a foreign country for less than either the price in the domestic country or the cost of making the product. It is illegal in some countries to dump certain products into them because they will want to protect their own industries from such competition, end quote. And of course, and that such competition is unfair competition. I could and should do another episode on how China manipulates their currency so they can do this type of stuff. But remember, they have a five-year plan, so they'll wait it out until they can destroy the competition, and they've done that very successfully. And, of course, if you're in China and you're opposed to this, you know, maybe you have some sort of ethics. Hey, this is unfair. Well, you oppose to that, you get killed because China is a totalitarian Marxist-Leninist regime. So China can wait it out. They can price dump and then destroy the competition, and voila, the prices go up. And I've linked to this article uh, not the you know first one I mentioned, and also this one by ThoughtCo about the definition of product dumping. And you know, it turns out ThoughtCo.com is a pretty cool website, and they go into deeper economic and other trends as well. So, looking back in history, I remember in 2001 there was an anthrax attack on various people in Capitol Hill, and it was the only source that the U.S. government was forced to turn to was a Portuguese company called Hovion or Ovion. There's an H, and I know, and you know. Romance languages like Spanish, the H is silent. Um, so they had to go to Hovion to buy 20 million doses of doxycycline, a drug originally invented and developed in the United States. And then in turn, Hovion had to buy the chemical starting material from China. Uh, according to CEO Guy Vilax, quote, if we were asked to do this again, we would be dependent on China providing us with key starting materials that are unavailable in the rest of the world. So we're dependent on China to make this uh, drug that treats anthrax. Disturbing, to say the least. On another note, ciprofloxacin, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, an antibiotic used to treat treatment of both anthrax and bubonic plague, the patent of that expired in 2004. Now, ciprofloxacin is mass-produced by generic drug firms that acquire a key ingredient, dichlorofluorobenzene, from one of four Chinese companies or two Indian firms. There is no American-made source for this antibiotic. Now, I don't expect the bubonic plague to come back, yet these days it seems like anything could happen. Okay, fine. So all the drugs are made in China. Is that such a bad thing? You know, maybe they're high quality. You know, for example, all the electronics that we get, you know, iPhones and such, you know, they're made in China. And, you know, truth be told, I hate saying this, but 
they're pretty good. They're amazing. I'm not going to buy another iPhone, but I hate saying that they're made in China and they're good. However, we don't ingest iPhones. At least I, you know, I tried and it doesn't taste very good. And so the iPhone's not going to poison me. And at least Apple hasn't started implanting them in our, you know, our brains and our neural pathways. As far as I know, they haven't done that. So therefore drugs in general are a little bit more risky to be made overseas where you don't know who's making it, what's going into it and such. So, you know, would you be surprised to learn that Chinese-made drugs are of dubious quality and has led to deaths? So there's a drug called heparin, which is an injectable blood thinner, also known as an anticoagulant. It's used for the treatment of blood clots. You know, in 2007 and 2008, heparin sourced from Chinese manufacturers was linked to the deaths of 246 Americans. A pharmaceutical company, Baxter, subcontracted the creation of precursor chemicals of heparin to a company with production facilities in China. And here's the best, well, I mean the worst part, a lethal counterfeit precursor costing a fraction of the true starting material was deliberately placed in the manufacturing process in China for economically motivated reasons. Since then, the FDA continues to raise concerns that some of the original Chinese companies are operating under new aliases and supplying their products to third parties, thereby circumventing their import alert ban. Okay, that whole last part was pretty much a direct quote from this article. So how do we let this happen? The FDA continues to raise concerns. What the hell is that? I'm not inspired or impressed about raising concerns. I think drastic action needs to take place. Where are America's leaders? You know, they changed, you know, these companies in China, they changed their names and, uh, you know, paperwork and they work around the restrictions. We can't trust them. People died. Another wonderful story, quote, Valsartan, a commonly used blood pressure medication with a tainted saga, received widespread news media coverage in 2018 when certain batches of Chinese manufactured Valsartan contained as, you know, per pill, more than 200 times the acceptable interim limit for the carcinogen, I can't say this word, but N-nitrosodamethylamine, N-N-D-M-A, not M-D-M-A, but N as in negative D-M-A. Uh, subsequently, at least two more carcinogens and a potential fourth one was linked to its Chinese manufacturer. I. So what can we do? Can we inspect these factories and see what's going on? Technically, yes, we can. That's where the good news ends. And China's mastered the art of getting around regulations and inspections. So here in the U.S., FDA inspectors, they can show up unannounced. They can go to domestic facilities and just boom, we're here, you know, we're inspecting. But overseas, they get weeks or months advance notice. Do you think that China you know, or the Chinese facilities wouldn't exploit that. Here's some wonderful highlights. So U.S. inspectors were given contaminated drinking water after they found, this was at an Indian place, uh, they found Indian-made insulin had black metallic particles in it. And when they, quote, caught an employee absconding with a bag full of destroyed manufacturing records, end quote. So, oh, you caught us. Here's some poisoned water that's going to make you sick and, you know, distract you. And here's another doozy. So FDA inspectors were held hostage by company officials at a Chinese manufacturing facility after the inspector began uncovering systematic issues around the testing and purity and strength of the drug product, end quote. Now, 
This is all leading to the worst possible scenarios. You know, China has 90 to 95, maybe even 98% of the world's drug, pharmaceutical, medicine, and manufacturing market. They own it all. Now, the worst possible scenario, drug shortages. I said earlier, I hope to never be on prescription drugs. You know, I work out, I get my vitamin D, you know, eat healthy food. But, you know, I bet a lot of people don't ever want to be on prescription drugs or have to need them, you know, but I don't, I don't plan on getting anthrax, uh, you know, infection or whatever it's called or poisoning. But if I need that drug, I better hope we have it. So, you know, but what if you're in an accident and suddenly you need blood thinners or any other drugs? What if the hospital is out and you need this urgent stuff? So here's something that will shock you. Quote, a 2018 survey of 719 pharmacists nationwide by the University of Chicago researchers found that in the span of the past year, all experienced at least one drug shortage and 69% had experienced at least 50 shortages during that time. End quote. 50 shortages. That does not sound good. And I'm no pharmacist, but I should probably talk to my pharmacist friends and just see what they've experienced. I was so shocked about coming across this article. Uh, I found it on Twitter. Uh, this guy, Shivan Chabria, started posting about it and listed all these highlights that I'm kind of covering now. Shocked me to the core. I didn't think that we handed over drug manufacturing to China. So, you know, the author of this article is not the only one who thinks that we're vulnerable to potential Chinese drug shortages. In an article in it's Xinhua, the state-run media agency, considered the mouthpiece of the Communist Party China bragged that it could throttle pharmaceutical exports and plunge America into the, quote, the mighty sea of coronavirus, end quote. Those are not the trusted words, you know, or those are not the words of a trusted trading partner. Does someone treat you like that? You know, you want to do business with them? There's got to be a level of trust. And how did we, again, we, the leader in pharmaceutical drug research and innovation, at least I believe we are, how do we hand over the crucial last step, the making and distribution of life-saving drugs, life-improving drugs, you know, to a country that has cheated their way into monopolizing this critical supply. Now, what can we do? There must be a way to incentivize our pharmaceutical companies to begin, you know, to reopen those manufacturing facilities. It's only been in the past 15 years or so that they've been handing it all over to China. We need to bring that back, dust off those machines, bring it back, invest in infrastructure. So write your senator, you know, contact your drug companies, whatever you can do. I also implore you to read this article. It's linked in the show notes, the one on amgreatness.com or American Greatness by Shivan Chibria. Again, you know, thank you so much for listening to Uncommon Goods or watching here on YouTube. I'm just trying it out on YouTube for a, a little bit, see what it's like, and you know, please, you know, go to iTunes or wherever the Apple podcast app, give it a five-star rating and then write a review. Tell, you know, why you like this podcast and what you're learning from it. I think it's highly valuable. And the more people you share and tell about this podcast, the word gets out. There's some great resources out there on American made goods. And I'm another part of it. We're all working on this together. So support small businesses, tell your friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And do go into the Apple platform and write a review saying why I like the show. That helps get the word out. Thank you so much for listening to Uncommon Goods, you know, Drugstore China, or We Lost the Farm, Aceuticals to China. Thank you very much.